BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Hello and welcome to VEASAN's Long Shots. It is the Memorial Edition. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin coming at you. And guys, real quick, last week, let me give you guys the little golf clap here. Both of you hit the outright uh, winner of Emiliano Grio. Now listen, it is never easy and it is never fun to have a sweat on Emiliano Grio. But hey, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, we were texting back and forth and I was like, you know, I, I actually know what you're thinking right now and that's I'm going to I'm going to somehow figure out how to lose money on this tournament, despite the fact that he was two strokes up. And certainly he goes out there and makes it interesting. He does get it done in the playoff. And you guys are uh, you guys are richer. Yeah, let me I'll uh, look. It was a very small bet for me. I don't I I don't want to speak for Wes, but, you know, Matt, you know how many times I get I get sucked into betting Emiliano Grillo over the years. So uh, it's nice to probably be back in the black, finally, of Emiliano Grillo bets. Uh, getting that, getting that home. But um, yeah, it was, it was, look, it was a smaller bet for me. I think he's a guy that's always dicey to bet outright. It's only about been about eight years before he won before this, but yeah, feels good to get a long shot home. And Wes, I know had much strong. I had a big top 20 bet on him. I know Wes had a much stronger conviction on that bet though. So Wes, Congratulations, man. That's a nice big hit. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, last time he did win was the 2015 Fries.com Open, which is now known as the Fortnet Championship. So you know when the name changes that yeah. it's been a long time. But uh, <laughs> And I, the I company did... actually had gone out of business. I think Fries right. is like out of business. I don't think it even right. exists anymore as a company. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, look, I, I gave some back, too, because I hedged out on Harry Hall and then mm-hmm. had to hedge out on Shank. At first, I just did Harry Hall. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be Grillo and Hall in the playoff, and it ends up mm-hmm. being Grillo and Adam Shank. So Adam Shank gets his second runner-up of the year. He was the runner-up at the Ballast Bar. So Grillo, by the way, what was really odd about last week, he was number two in strokes gain putting for the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. Number one was Harry Hall. But Grillo had had a couple good finishes. He had had a couple good finishes at Colonial over the years. So what I thought I was going to be better positioned in was with Harris English, who I also had. And uh, I thought, hey, this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to yeah. win here. And then he ends up shooting six over on Sunday. Yeah, I was excited. I thought, I thought, <laughs> I told, I think I texted you Saturday night asking, asking if you had him because I totally thought he was going to win heading into that final round, too. So, uh, yeah, I think you'd prefer a 90 to one, though, or whatever number you got with. Yeah, it was, so it, was a, it was 100. So 100, you know, even better than what and, I had. And, and I, pro- I proportion, uh, you know, my bets to it's not like I'm betting what would be considered a full unit play on a yeah. 100 to one shot. So, you know, still, you know, decent score nonetheless. Yeah, I yes, think. I- sorry to people that hate listen to this podcast and are, you know, hate it whenever we here, here it's, it's an interesting racket we're in, fellas, because it's like if we pick losers, we suck. And then when we pick winners, <laughs> well, we suck, too. And so it's like it's like you suck no matter what. Like you can't it doesn't matter. Like you pick you make bad picks. You suck. You make good picks. You suck. We just we just suck no matter what. Apparently, I feel a little bad because I don't know that I went full on that. I had an outright when we were recording the pod. Because I hadn't made it yet, I don't think. 
Uh, but like, you know, Wes had Grillo. I eventually got talked into it. I know I talked about my top 20. Uh, I, I'm loving the top 20 on him on the pod, but I can't really remember if I talked about having that outright or not. But it's like we record these on Tuesday afternoons. Can you cut us a little slack that we might add bets <laughs> mm-hmm. between Tuesday mm-hmm. and when things tee off on Thursday? And uh, what I love is when people say, oh, you bet like 15 golfers. Yeah, on two different tours combined, <laughs> you know, three different tours. I have like six or seven on the PGA and six or seven on the DP World Tour in full field events. I'm not betting them when it's like the tour championship and there's 30 guys. I'm not betting six, seven guys, but. You know, that's like what everybody else does, too. I see other people in the space that bet like a dozen to 15 guys every single week that don't get any grief for it. <laughs> hey, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way, too. If you think you're going to trick me into posting my tickets online because you keep continuing to harass me, you got another right. thing coming. I'm not 12. Like, you know, right. like, I mean, like you can't sit there and be like, oh, yeah, enjoy your one dollar bet. Enjoy your two dollar bet. Like, yeah, you just, yeah. just want to know how much I bet. Like, you're just curious. And I'm not going to you're never going to know. I'm never going to do it. Like, you think, you think you're going to trick me into posting a ticket? Like, I'm not there are stupid. some people that are very, very miserable out there and, and love to hate tweet our programs uh, here on this network. Yeah. Uh, it's great though. Listen, all it is is uh, you know, guys, if we go back and we look, uh, we've had a we've had a friggin' lot of outrights like over the course of the golf season so far, and we've hit some pretty damn good numbers on some of these outrights as well. And um, you know, look, there are people who have who have, you know, I we're calling out a few of the people that are doing this. Listen, there's a lot of you guys out there that that tweet us and say, Hey, we really do appreciate the the stuff. Like we made some money this week yes. no matter what. So we, we we love you guys, obviously. It's just funny for me to think that there are uh there are people who consume the content only to tell us how stupid we are. Like, like, it's like, <laughs> but hey, keep on listening. We love those right. numbers. Click right. that, li- click that like button and subscribe, please. There it is. There it is. Kelly, I, was, yeah, I was just about to say. You know what you guys actually should do is go ahead and hit the pause button, go down, give us a one star. You know, because then we'll know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like we know, we know who you are. Like give it the one star rating or whatever. But uh, it, honestly, if you if you do find this helpful each and every week if you do want to go down and hit the pause button real quick and hit a little five-star deal and then put a quick little uh uh, a quick little review in there that does help us climb these charts they should do do that 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 way i don't have to go to like ancestry.com or one of these search (laughs) engines and track these dudes down (laughs) it's so it's so the face he's making right now wish everybody could see it that's i'm like i'm like all i gotta do is type in an email and i've got your credit report i've got your social security number uh, I got all that stuff and we don't want that to happen. It's so, uh, it's so, it's so great, man. Like, look, we, we have some, we have some really awesome uh, fans of the show and really awesome listeners out there. So we, I I'm, I'm saying this in jest to the like vocal minority out there that like to come in and tell us how, how stupid we are. Uh, the majority of you guys are awesome and, and do hopefully find some value in listening each and every week. And hopefully mm-hmm. we can continue this on as we head to, the memorial this uh wes you're right up over on beeson.com but let's give everybody a quick uh quick and dirty here of what they're going to be looking at as we head to muirfield yeah jack nicholas's course muirfield village uh and and did did a renovation by the way this course if you remember the one-off workday charity open because they did that in the memorial actually back to back in 2020 during the covid year while they were still finishing that event They were starting to rip up the course, so they did a renovation that got ready for 2021 and then, of course, last year in 2022. So they've added about 100 yards uh, to this thing. Uh, Par 72, 75, 71, I believe is what I saw on the official scorecard that I put up at the write-up at vsun.com. This uh, tournament, this was founded in 1976. Jack Nicholas basically created Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio, just outside of Columbus, as kind of his like ode to Augusta. So there's a lot of similarities that we'll get into when we were talking about our modeling or course correlations that are very similar to Augusta. These fast bent grass greens, tree line, kind of parklands uh, uh, sort of design. Shorter field this week, 120 players. It is a designated $20 million purse event, but just to kind of break down a couple of the little things here. The average score last year was 73.02, so that's a little over a stroke over par. It was fifth most difficult course on the PGA Tour in 2022. You got pretty wide fairways, though. These are bent fairways, but about 33 uh, uh, yards uh, average fairway width. Uh, but you do have thick rough if you miss the fairway about uh, you know four inches high. So if you look at the history of Muirfield, it kind of tends to fade, favor the power fades off the tee, high ball flight, you know, kind of like what Jack had when, when, when he was a player. 
quick greens, 13 on the stamp, small greens, 5,000 square feet. So you're going to have to be good around the greens, and I'm sure we'll get to that in our modeling uh, uh, stuff. But it is the classical second-shot golf course. Uh, correlated designs, I felt, were Augusta National, Innisbrook, Glen Abbey, which is a jack design that uh, favor or has been played at the RBC Canadian Open over the years. A little bit of PGA National, a little bit of Bay Hill, also a little bit of East Lake, And I'll get to that when uh, I reveal my selections at the end of the show. But Jack said, look, I want you to use every club in your bag here. You know, I want you to have to use driver. And then sometimes I have to use iron off the tee. Sometimes I have to use three metal. I want you to use wedges, uh, you know. So that's what, you know, he was looking for in the design of this course. And if you look since the renovation, I believe the scores have been 13 under par. Last two years, Horschel won and then Cantlay the year before. So it is more of a test. And you very rarely have seen like close to 20 under here. I think maybe a couple times, but it certainly has made the course tougher with this renovation. Yeah, that, if you want the, the exact quote here, guys, to kind of let you know what we're in for, Jack said, far too many tournaments have eliminated the rough and firmness of the greens. And that's just not my idea of the way golf, the game of golf should be played. And so he wants there to be very tough rough he wants there to be firmness on these greens to where they're going to be tough to hold and you're going to have to take that into account with everything and then the other thing about this is you know they when they redid the course they went in and put in those the sub air systems underneath the greens as well so even if they do get some rain if they're even if they do get some weather um they're going to still they're still going to play fast because they're going to dry these things out and because that's what jack wants right i mean that's what he wants in this tournament and that's what he wants out of these guys uh kelly we you know each and every week we are modeling these tournaments we're trying to figure out the stats that matter to us where did you start with your model this week yeah it's another uh it's another lengthy model uh but that mm. worked last week so <laughs> like mm. like uh, like west like we're, we're like you guys both just said you know jack's trying to make this a true test of everything in the bag which means you're kind of looking at almost every aspect of the game here i think we're dealing with um, you know, a very important course uh, as far as off the tee, um, strokes gained off the tee. We've got brutal rough uh, outside of those wider fairways, but still kind of demands you to be uh, accurate off the tee, getting in the fairway and length obviously helps. Uh, like like Wes said, one of the one of the strongest correlated courses was strokes gained approach. So that's important. Um, smaller green, smaller greens. I always usually try to pop in opportunities gained on uh, smaller greens. And I think it just gives you a better idea of really how, how close that 15 foot and in birdie opportunities with smaller greens. Um, I always like to use that when, when we're dealing with smaller, uh, smaller green courses, par fours, 450 to 500 yards, seven of them, I believe, uh, on this, uh, course we're going to see. And look, I, I went heavy strokes gained par fives this week. This is where you gain on this course. Um, I know we've been hitting on a lot that uh, on that a lot the past couple of months. Me emphasizing that even more uh, here in the past few months, but this one pretty pretty dang heavy. Um, and then like and then like you said, Wes, kind of a mixed a mix of everything of a mix of scrambling, a mix of around the green, a mix of sand saves uh, and bogey avoidance for kind of all that stuff that's going to be pretty pretty tough around the green. I didn't do much as far as putting uh, statistics, and I want I want I'm not trying to distract from the more memorial, but I wanted to circle back real quick to last week because I thought that was a great case study of how we talk about, look, the T to the T to green matters so much more. And you're going to get that higher variance with putting because Gr Emiliano Grillo and Scotty Scheffler are perfect examples of that last mm -hmm. week. Scotty Scheffler, number one T to green, not even all that close last week, Hort, not a good week, a Hort, another bad week putting with him. And he ends up finishing what top five again, in, in another tournament. And then Emiliano Grillo, who's a great ball striker, had a probably below average ball striking week for him, but his putter was hotter than hell. It just right. spiked last week. This is what happens. But you want, I want to pick those guys that are going to be give me solid tee to green, and I hope to get that spike putting week. So uh, that was a little bit of something I just wanted to say quick about mm -hmm. last week. But yeah, that's kind of how I set up my model this week. Yeah, where I win is kind of similar. I did a little strokes gain tee to green just for context because this is such an elite field. And, you know, I went 36 rounds, basically. That's pretty much the stock standard I do. Some weeks I'll go 24. But I went tee to green. And you talk about Scotty Scheffler it's not even being that close. Over the last 36 rounds, Scotty Scheffler, 96.6 strokes tee to green 
Number two, by the way, is Rory McIlroy at 60.7. That's what that's what I got from Fantasy mm. National this week. I was like, wow. And that really puts it into context. So I use approach and who's number one there, of course, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, and I combine that, though, with greens and regulation gained because the two guys that have won here since the renovation, that was Cantlay in 2021. Now, we remember the circumstances there when John Rahm had a yes. six-shot yeah. lead yes. and was told That's, after, after uh, Saturday. I give him round, like a half a win on that. Like, seriously, like, yeah. it's like when I look at his stats, it's like I give him like a yeah. half a win, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was told like right when he left the 18th green that he tested positive for COVID, had to withdraw. Cantlay beat Morikawa in the playoff. Now, Cantlay had won before here, too. So mm. it wasn't a total fluky win, but still, when you're down six shots. Uh, so I use greens and regulation gain. Cantlay and Horschel both led the field for greens and regulation uh, the years that they won. So I thought you could look at that. Uh, I did a little proximity here because the average approach shot distance is 191 yards to the green. On average on the tour, it's like a little over 170. So nearly half the approach shots are going to be 175 or higher. So I thought 175 to 200 was the most important. I also did look at 200 plus though as well. Uh, uh, strokes gained off the tee, I thought was, was somewhat important. Cantlay was third when he won, uh, here two years ago, but I didn't do that as big because I think you could use good drives gained. And especially if you use long rough as well, because, you know, good drives doesn't mean you just hit the fairways. Sometimes it, it, it looks at the fact that you hit the green. Did you put yourself in position to hit the green? So that takes going out the rough a little, a little bit as well. So I added that to the mix, uh, uh, par fives, 550 to 600. Three of the four par fives are of that length. These are the four easiest holes on the golf course, but you got to take advantage of them. And then strokes gained ARG and scrambling kind of combined. This is actually the uh, second toughest course on the BGA Tour to gain strokes around the green. And who's number one? It's Augusta National. So, you know, no surprise that there's those facsimiles here with those. And then I did a little bogey avoidance and then very small strokes gained putting bent grass. But I will say since the renovation, the greens, by the way, were totally reconstructed here. So these are pretty damn new bent grass greens. It has some contours, but these are pretty smooth by and large. So I think that kind of evens out the playing field a little bit with the putting, but still it's not bad to look at like, okay, who's really good on bent grass week in and week out. Yeah. I'm pretty much with y'all on the vast majority of everything here. I didn't really do any scoring stats though. Like I didn't do any birdie or better. I didn't do any, any of that stuff. I didn't do any of the opportunity stuff or whatever. Um, I think this is going to play pretty tough. And so I did just kind of focus more on the, on the par five stuff, but you know, listen, the par fives are really tough, right? And they've moved mm -hmm. these bunkers now back on these par fives where for the long guys, if you're inaccurate, like you're going to hit the yeah. fairway bunker, like they, they've tried to like neutralize these dudes or whatever. And so it's, it's tough, right? I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough this week for, for us. I think when we're trying to really get in and, and figure out, you know, what, what this is all about, but I did, that's kind of how I went this week. So I'm, I'm with you guys, the vast majority of different things, you know, I don't know when to put in the putting stuff. I, 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 it seems like every time I do it, it's I'm wrong. And so I don't know. I think I might just go back to leaving the putting stuff out because I think I'm not very good at judging when I do need to put it in the model and when I don't. So I didn't yet, I might run another model at some point right and like just yeah. add it in there to see if it changes anything drastically but i don't have anything in there yet kelly so sometimes sometimes like you know we, we we use multiple different sites multiple different models that we run sometimes what i'll do matt is kind of run like a more of a putting heavy one you know what i mean just to kind of see again are there names right that kind of match all across the board so but i hear i hear you uh that's a struggle and, and also what west brought up i reading some of the player quotes uh, that was, I thought that was confusing to me too. Cause I, I read some players talking about like, Oh, like major contours in the greens. Like this is mm -hmm. like, oh, always a tough spot to putt. And then, and then others talking about how they feel like these are the most consistent greens, at least speed wise that they get on tour, basically outside of Augusta every single year. So they find it easier to putt on. So I was like, yeah, beca because right. they're new because they're <laughs> right. new. So I wonder, you know, when these were taken, cause I read some of the similar quotes as well, but yeah, Jack wanted this to be his ode to Augusta, so you will see a lot of similarities here. Yeah, um, I, I actually should should add that too. I I did put in uh, 
a little bit of course history here, and I, mm-hmm. I put in I put in a sprinkle of uh, course history at Augusta as well, just to yeah. uh, just to kind of see what's what's going on with all of that. So I, I have a sprinkle of that in the model um, as well. So we'll see how everything's shaped up here in just a little bit. Before we do that, though, we gotta go around our world with Ralph Reynolds. Yeah. And we are going to uh, Winson, Germany this week for the Porsche European Open. Uh, Last week, I mean, the Grillo made up for it, but I actually was watching a little bit on Saturday morning, the KLM Open at the Netherlands, and I had my fellow Indiana University alum, Jorge Campillo, actually had a five-shot lead on the front nine last week. And then he makes a triple bogey, also hit two balls in the water, on 17 so uh my guy jorge campilo who had a five shot lead i think ended up finishing uh t29 he shot 76 75 <laughs> on the weekend uh by the way pablo lara Fable wins again this guy's winning all the time he's won twice already this year won twice last year so uh pablo by the way not in the field this week this this a this a big boy golf course green eagle they call it the green monster over in germany i believe that they're gonna have this play about mid 7400 this can play up to 7800 though because they could change things around but this is the porsche european open uh a lot of the euro tour regulars are are here this week uh this is a really interesting course because it's going to play as a par 73 there are actually six par fives on this course which which you don't see and you only got seven par fours which is unusually low usually a stock par 72 is going to have 10 par fours but yeah, this is kind of a quirky uh, little course here. Uh, Kyle Samuja, the defending champion, the Finland man, won at 200 to 1 last year. So, uh, and I actually had the winner here two years ago of Marcus Armitage. Uh, thought about going back with him this week. I did not. So I started with Rob, Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, 28 to 1, who did withdraw from the Italian Open with a back strain, but then felt fit for the PGA. And now he missed the cut. But the form beforehand, he had had three top tens consecutively in Kenya, Japan, South Korea, second on debut here in 2019. He is a big hitter. Now, the thing about Robert McIntyre, if you watch him, he will put it in some tricky places. But he'll also be able to carry a lot with the driver mm-hmm. off the tee. So I had McIntyre 28, also at 28, a German, Yannick Paul, who withdrew from the uh, Belgium tournament a couple of weeks ago because he got a late invite to the BGA where he did make the cut in his second career major. Uh, second, second, and six. If you go back to February and March, we had Thailand, India, and Japan, three straight starts. So I think Yannick Paul could go well in his home nation. Romain Long S, 35 to 1. Best tee to green on the DP World Tour basically through the last six months. Uh, so he's missed just two cuts and 11 starts, five top 25. So I like that consistency here. Maybe this is a good spot for him. Ewan Ferguson, 50 to 1. He was T8 last week at the, in the Netherlands. Uh, third and fourth at the DP World Tour events in South Africa back in March. So he's got some decent form that's not too far removed from this week. Grant Forrest, 50 to 1. T8 last week also in the Netherlands. Really good long hitter. One of the longer hitters on the DP World Tour. I think he could go well and take advantage of this. As can uh, MLV, Mike Lorenzo Vera at 55 to 1. Fifth and 10th, the last two starts off the tee. 11th and 16th, the last two starts tee to green. He has three top 12s, including two top 10s in his last four events. And then another German, uh, maybe a drop in class angle this week. We talked about that in horse racing. Uh, Matty Schmid at 80 to 1. He has been playing predominantly on the PGA Tour and has not had really great results. He was six at the uh, Amex out in Palm Springs. That's his best finish of the year. Returned to Europe last week, 21st at the KLM Open. Best finish since that Amex finish. So, guy that's a pretty big hitter i think the drop in class could work for him this is uh as as is becoming regular matt i did my flyover view of the course as wes was talking i'm gonna rate this one a seven this week it is it is a, a one and a half points down from uh where were we at burn and deuce last year last yeah, week uh, wes? yeah yeah we were in holland last week and that's yeah. very one of the nicer ones yeah this one this one looks slightly less exciting looks like sneaky a lot of, a lot of water though wes a yeah there, there is a lot of there is a lot of water on this course this is a big boy golf course as i mentioned this can play as much as 7,800 yards water, by the way, on 17 of the 18 holes, you've got really big bunkers here. Fairways are wide. You should be able to bombs away off the tee. Greens are pretty big too. A lot of undulation, but you should be able to fairways and greens are pretty easy this week. This is not exactly a tight track like colonial last week, but yeah, this should be an interesting event. And 
really the last two years of scoring has not been very low, though. Eight under, now that was through three rounds, but only six under last year is a winning score because the wind blew. So the wind can't expose this place, but I would expect like mid-teens is going to be the winning score here. Guys, when we come back, we will run through the odds board. We will talk about what our models spit out to us and what uh, actual bets that we have put into our account. But uh, real quick, some words from our sponsors. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. Long Shots here on Beeson, Matt, Wes, and Kelly. Guys, we will get to... Our model results in just a second in the bets that we have in there. But looking down the odds board here, Scotty Scheffler, your favorite at six to one. John Rahm at seven to one. Patrick Cantlay at ten to one over at DraftKings. Twelve for both Xander and Rory. Then a pretty big jump to Vic Hovland at eighteen. Terrell Hatton at twenty-two. As is Colin Morikawa. Then we're getting into some of these names that again, like it's you start to see these bigger numbers on some of these guys, and you you wonder, you know, is is there a buy point coming on a guy like? A Justin Thomas, who's drifted now to yep. 28. We see a Fitzpatrick sitting at 30. We see as we go down the, the board a little bit further, Cam Young, Sam Burns, some of these guys that are proven. Well, Cam Young hasn't won yet, but Sam Burns proven winner uh, out at 40 to one. Cam Young out at 35 to one. So we're getting some of these guys that are out on tour that are really, you know, showing up week in, week out and still getting these numbers that are kind of drifting. Wes, uh, let's uh, let's start with your card here, and and you know as you were as you were looking at your model, what really stood out, and then what did that lead to as far as getting some bets into your account? Yeah, not really a lot of surprises necessarily. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is pretty much tops in about every category, at least every ball striking category, certainly that I ran, but. You know, this is where you got to go off that, but you kind of got to, you know, see where the market is and see if you can maybe take a stand at that favorite. Uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler, much like a couple other guys, I believe this is like going to be the fourth event in a row because Scotty did play the Byron Nelson, also played the PGA, also played in Fort Worth. Uh, So now this is his fourth event in four weeks. So you wonder if some of these guys, if there's maybe going to be a little fatigue, you could probably throw Jordan Spieth into that too, because I did consider Jordan Spieth actually maybe in a bounce back week this week, didn't end up using him. So uh, uh, where I went ahead and started my card, I did not start really totally far down the board, but I went with a guy that doesn't really stand out here, at least in recent years, even though he's got four top tens, three other top twenties here. Uh, I, I played on a drift. I, pl- I played Rory at 15 to one. I'm probably getting sucked in again and probably going to get disappointed, but I thought he was pretty sharp with the irons actually at Oak Hill a couple weeks ago. He was fourth in approach. That was his best. I think since like the FedEx St. Jude and it's not like Roy's approach numbers have been bad, but he hasn't been like right up there at the top necessarily. And then, you know, I just think as a student of history, other than the masters being the, the one crown jewel, he doesn't have in the grand slam. 
he wants to win Jack's tournament. I think everybody does, but I think especially a guy like Rory, who is so into history and is a student of the game, and I think really understands his place in the game. You know, Jack Nicholas, you know, he's still in very good health, but he's not getting any younger. So you want to get that moment where you step off that 18th green and Jack and Barbara Nicholas are there to greet you. And I think that that matters maybe more to Rory than some. So I went with Rory 15 to one. I also went with Xander Shoffley at 16 to one. And I talked about, I, I briefly mentioned Eastlake earlier and Eastlake of course is the Donald Ross design and not a Jack Nicholas design, but I like to tend to look with correlated courses, guys that have won elsewhere that have also won here at the Memorial. And you really see it in recent years uh, from Eastlake to Muirfield, uh, Billy Horschel, former winner mm-hmm. of the tour championship won here last year. Patrick Cantlay's won here twice. Now Cantlay didn't win the tour championship or he did win the tour championship. He wasn't the low scorer, right. but that year in 2021, John Rahm was, and John Rahm has also uh, won the Memorial. So that fits really nicely. I think for Xander and for Rory McIlroy, who have both won at East Lake Rory has won there three times. In fact, I think he's the defending champion. Xander's incoming form is really good. Five straight top tens until the PGA when he finished 18th, six straight, top 20s actually led the field uh, despite finishing 11th here in 2021 led for GIR led for total driving led for ball striking so that shows you he was a disaster around the greens and that's why you finished 11th but Xander Schauffele I think could go well 16 to 1 Victor Hovland 21 to 1 it's kind of like maybe a, a defensive position too because he's somebody I have bet for the U.S. Open as well because I, I just see it I mean, yeah. you're, you're seeing him show up in like these big events and being in the mix, just not able to get home. But so far this year, he's third at the players, seventh at the Masters, T2 at the PGA, uh, does have a third on this golf course. If you remember, they had the uh, one-off Workday Charity Open in 2020 where uh, uh, Justin Thomas uh, beat Colin Morikawa in that playoff or actually no Colin Markawa. I think Justin Thomas, I take that back. But third in that field was, uh, was Victor Hovland and, you know, he's right there in strokes gain off the tee, right there in approach and proximity. So I thought he made sense 21 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama, 41 to 1. Uh, first career PGA Tour win was here at Muirfield in 2014. Also has a fifth and a sixth here. Injuries have been a concern, but I think he's healthy now because if you look, last two starts he's made, the Nelson, Byron Nelson in Dallas in the PGA, he's gained over nine shots on approach, gained 10.6 strokes tee to green at the PGA at Oak Hill. So I think he's in uh, good form. Another guy that's in good form that has two runner-up finishes here is Ricky Fowler at 42-1. to 1. Inside the top 20, seven of his last eight starts was six last week at Colonial. I think that was his best finish of the calendar year. And that, by the way, that birdie at 18, by the way, put him in the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool later this summer. So I think, you know, that's just feel good to end, even though you didn't win the event. He's back with Butch Harmon. You know, his swing got all out of whack when he left Butch and went to other swing coaches. I think Butch kind of knows what he needs, and they have that good relationship. So he's swinging it well. I think he's going to win uh, very, very soon. Could be Wes, let week. me jump in here because I also have Ricky on my okay. card. And, and and if you take a look, I mean, we're talking since the beginning of January. This guy is a top 20 player on the tour. Like, this is like not mm-hmm. – this is no longer like – Oh, look, Ricky's, oh, isn't it cute? He's not missing cuts anymore. It's like, no, it's, let's start at the American Express. T54, T11, T10, T20, T31, T13, 17th, T10, T15, T14. Now, he did get cut at the PGA to come back to the Charles Schwab and T6 last week. I mean, this guy is a top 20 player on tour right now. And I am, look, I have been cashing the, 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 placement market bets on him and look I, I have an outright on him and I'm gonna have much more on him in, in placement market stuff but like he he's gonna win I he, I believe it like you said like I, I think he's gonna win here and I know Kelly I know you did placement market last week I had a top 10 on him thank God they climbed back into that top 10 with the with a really good uh, final round last week at the Charles Schwab but man this is no longer just like cute oh Ricky's not missing cuts anymore like the dude is 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 doing it every single week yeah, I was uh, I was incredibly impressed with that bounce back last week. Like I, I I thought after that miscut, okay, is this something where we start to see Ricky trail off? We saw the good spurt from him. No, bouncing back last week that was big. Um, I didn't bet it outright, guys, but I guess we could call it close to a pod play because I'm heavy on a top twenty of this week and a couple of uh, a couple of matchups on Ricky as well. 
Yeah, one more thing to consider, too, and uh, maybe I take more in stock into this than I should, but with Brooks Kepka now essentially probably going to make the Ryder Cup team because he was kind of out of the mix, uh, that's one less spot. There's a lot of urgency for these guys in those back one or two spots, mm, and Ricky yeah. Fowler, I think, is one of those guys. But he needs to show something, I think. I think he you know, needs to get close or win an event for Zach Johnson to say, like, okay, yeah, you're back in the mix here. Uh, so Ricky Fowler, I have him 42. My last guy had uh, six total this week. Shane Lowry, 55 to one, gained five and a half strokes on approach and then three and a half point seven off the tee at Oak Hill. Ended up only finishing 12, uh, but he was six here two years ago. And he's also uh, improved his form at Augusta over the years uh, where he was never really in the mix. Then he started to get like top 20s. Then he got that third two years ago, another top 20 where he kind of fell off. Actually, probably should have finished better in the event. Uh, One correlation I didn't mention was the uh, Wentworth Club over in Surrey, which this in England, which this is played in September. That's the BMW PGA Championship. Uh, Shane Lowry, the defending champion, by the way, of that event. So Lowry concludes my card at 55 to one. There were some potential bombs on the board, but I just couldn't get to any. I just think that this seems to be like this is going to be a return to form where we're getting a big boy player win this thing. Yeah, I'll, uh, I giggled, I, Kelly. I saw you get uh, just just, uh, you know, I, I'm going to get your plays. But like I giggled because I also have Hideki and I also have Lowry. So like, oh, I have, oh, OK, I, I have Hideki, I have Lowry and I have Ricky. So, Wes, we must have run very similar models this week. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, for me, um, I guess Hideki kind of snuck up on me because I oh he snuck it, up on me big because time you yes. you feel like he hasn't been playing that great and then you plug in like okay last thirty six rounds he's twelfth in the model then you plug in last twenty four rounds and he's like ninth in the model like and so it's like wait he why do I feel like he's not been playing good or something you know uh, it's it it certainly made me dig in a little bit further and he really has been he he has been good. And for a guy whose short game is considered questionable, he is really good on bent grass. Yeah. Like he's a lot better on bent grass than he is on Bermuda. I, I think I, I the only thing I could come up with, Matt, is just we're we're still baking in injury concerns into some of his numbers. Cause I I, I love that you just said that because I had there was no way I was entering handicapping this tournament think having having Hideki Matsuyama in mind at all. And he popped everywhere for me too so um yeah this is okay yes i'm in on him on an outright uh i'm in on him uh very big as a top 20 uh no matchup for him i didn't find a good one but very big top 20 bet on him and then also that 41 to 1 that west played i'm on that as well uh i think this i think this top of the board is interesting i played what five outright four outrights five outrights this week four yeah five um Sorry, I played played Hideki a couple times at different numbers. (laughs) Um, So I'm on five outrights this week, but they're all at smaller increments for me this week, except for Hideki and except for Tyrrell Hatton, only because, Wes, I have no problems with, with, like, you attacking the top of the board this week. I, I... I feel like the winner's probably coming from one of those top six guys. I mean, Scheffler, Rob, Cantlay, Shoffley. McElroy, Hovland, who's been playing so great. I I don't know if the, the outright market does scare me a little bit this week. So I actually played a few different guys, uh, but just the it was more numbers plays almost on all of them. Terrell Hatton, I played. I played him at 33 to 1. That was one of the first things I played this this week. I my eyes lit up, Matt, when you were reading through the odds, or I couldn't believe he'd dropped all the way down to 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it was 28 at DraftKings just like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He got um, hit uh, because yeah. I was considering it, and then I was like, wow, he, he got hit a lot. So I, yeah, and I think a, it's because people a, were running the same models we were, because by the way, <laughs> he's ninth in my 36 round, and he is like he is seventh in my 36 round. So it's like, yeah, the dude is yeah, so the dude's popping. He, 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 like Hideki, I didn't expect to see. Hadn't I expected to see? Because I've been betting him a fair, pretty, you know, the past few events pretty much. Um, top nine in every model I ran. Recent form T15 of the PGA, T5 Byron Nelson, T3 Wells Fargo, T19 RBC Heritage, T34 Wells Fargo, miscut at the Valero, second at the Players, T, T4 at the Arnold Palmer. Like this guy's on a tear. 
uh, since he's come over to the States this season. Uh, you know, not a ton, of course, history here. I guess that's the one knock. Yeah, I think he's played here one time. Yeah, so I guess that's the one knock you can have on him, but whatever, I'm playing it. So I played 33-1 to outright on him. 22? Okay, we might be, this is where it's a numbers conversation, right? That might be getting a little short. I don't know if I'd be firing on a 22-1 to on him. In the 30s, I like it. In the 20s, maybe not so much. So outrights Hatton, Matsuyama. And then, Matt, I know you've played him a couple times. Fitzy, just a number play for me. 44 to one. That was one that drifted. My, um, whole, my whole outright card is mixed up. <laughs> I have Fitzpatrick is my, is, is on my outright. Yeah, so, like, so I have Fitzpatrick. I didn't do anything else with him but play an outright, but I was like, man, I don't think that number lines up from what I'm running with my numbers. So I played that 44 to one. Um, and then a couple you're going to chuckle at because they're, they're Kelly's guys. But uh, Keegan. Know. No, 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 oh, no, Keegan, no, Keegan, no, Keegan. no Keegan this week? Guess right. again, Matt. Come on. You get, uh, one, you get one more. It's it's no Keegan? I mean, I don't know how the hell you didn't. I don't know how you went through and you didn't have a Keegan card. I, mean, I, like, this I is stayed like, away. Well, because I added these two guys. Siwoo Kim, 65 to 1. The great Woodland. Siwoo. Uh, uh, no, nope. Didn't even oh, play Woodland. Right. I might, I'm probably going to play a first-round leader on him, though. I, right. I, he will be out there. Uh, I, I got to stop playing him, man. Like, the, <laughs> the short game's so horrific. It's just yes. I got to stop. Um, I probably will do a first-round leader. See, we've got fives here, though, in his career, Woodland. That, that, yeah, that's right. Um, and then I played Cam Davis again. I, I'm just, if they're going to stra- if, if they're going to keep hit, uh, hanging triple digits on him, Matt. Like I still don't think the number has adjusted to where he's really at in his game. Um, I get it. We get it. He was sick. We've been tracking this. Like he did horrible at the beginning of the year, but he's coming back strong. It was it was shame he missed the cut last week. Um, but if they're going to hang triple digits, I'm going to, I'm going to keep hitting it at least small every week. So those are my outrights top twenties, Terrell Hatton, Ricky Fowler, Hideki Matsuyama and Adam Scott, uh, about plus two fifty on Adam Scott. I I'll have Adam Scott on placement as well. I almost played him on an outright. And then, uh, tournament matchups, Hatton, Hatton. I didn't mean to target these guys, but I just thought these numbers were off. Hatton over Sungjae minus 110, Fowler over Sungjae minus 102, Fowler over Burns minus one twenty and Lowry over Burns minus one twenty. Yeah, I um, it's it's I, funny. I know that's so, jolting to Matt. Matt's like, oh god, Burns. No, it's just one of those him. things where we're it, it's. I kind of like a week like this, or we're gonna hate a week like this because I am, I'm with you guys on the vast majority of of all of these things. So, like I said, I have Fitzpatrick, Hideki, Ricky, and Lowry all in my all in my outrights. So <laughs> we're, we're like, so we're, I'm sharing with one of y'all on each other. The only outright that I have in the account that you that y'all don't have is um, I have Cam Young, and I mm, yeah. look he the dude. I get it. He had one, and he's out whatever. But like, I started digging in the model, and I was like, why is he not higher in the model? In like. This is one of those things where I'm not a slave to the number and I can come off of different little things because, look, I I, I factored in history at Muirfield Village, right? He doesn't have great history here, and so that knocks him down or whatever. Sand saves, I because of the fairway bunkers and things, I put in sand save stuff. He doesn't have great sand save numbers. But, like, these are little things that not necessarily are going to eliminate a guy from getting on my card, right? I mean, like, he might can run better out of the bunkers, or maybe he didn't hit him the damn bunkers in the first place, right? I mean, so... There's, there's all of that. And so it, it knocked him down into like kind of the, the high twenties in the mm-hmm. model. But like, you know, if I pull those things out of there, which I tinkered with the model a little bit to try to get a result that I was looking for. And like when I, <laughs> so like, and then when I pull those things out of there, right. Then he jolts back into where I would play him and, you know, I, I, I have him in there. So my, that's right now, a, yeah, like Matt, that's also a play. Like, so, like, when I'm talking about Woodland playing first round leader, like, that's Cameron Young, the sort of profile, I think, for this course where you could make that case too, right? Like, all you need him to do is run pure for a round, mm-hmm. right? And not have to land in the traps, not get wrapped up in around the green play. If you're hitting greens, like, he's got the game where, yeah, he could go low here. Yep. He, so he was actually uh, like yeah. one of my last leave offs, uh, and I okay. reserved the right to add him because simply because. <laughs> Number yeah. one, I guess we gotta keep, we gotta start saying that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, the reason why I say that is because he fits. Like you would think, hey, this guy, man, he he hits the crap out of it off the tee. So, like, he should have like shorter approach shots than the rest of the field. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he kind of fits like a player that you think should win on this course. Of course, we saw Bryson DeChambeau do it uh, uh, several years ago when he was just kind of coming up. I don't know. I don't remember if that was his first PGA Tour win, but he was like 50 to one when he won this. So it had to have been one of his first at least. But another thing about Cameron Young that maybe a lot of people don't realize He's been dealing with some kind of illness because he was not 100% at the PGA. Apparently, he had lost some weight, you know, so I don't know what kind of illness it was, but but he, he was not feeling up to snuff. Now, you know, per sources, he has gained that weight back, and he's feeling, I think, back to good fitness again. So that's why I did think about Cam Young this week. Yeah, so he's the only one that didn't that, – that- you know, I have that you guys didn't Cam Young. I have Fitzpatrick. I have a decky. I have Ricky. I have Lowry. Now I will go ahead. And since we are doing full transparency stuff here, I am getting on a plane in the morning. I'm heading to a legal sports betting state within the country. And I will probably be adding one of the shorter guys with one of those bonus bet things that they give you. Ah, so, yeah. so the reason it's not in my card yet, if I can get Scotty Scheffler at like 12 to one, as opposed to seven to one or whatever, like, so I, it, whatever they offer me whenever I, whenever I touch down, cause they're going to be like, ah, fresh meat. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's give him some bonus offers. So I will be adding one of the shorter guys with one of those bonus offers that they, uh, that they give you. I have a top five on can't lay just too good here to, to hits every checks, every single box, every single thing for me. I have a top five on can't lay a top 10 on Vic Hovland. I, I'm just, I love Vic's game until he wins. I, I'm just, uh, he's, I'm not going to bet him outright, but I'll take a top 10. I think that his, his game is good enough and his short game is not good, but it has gotten better. That was the reason why we thought he could never win really any of these big events because with these greens that are hard to hold that are small and like, you know, you need to be good. You need to be able to get up and down. And he was just so bad at it, but, and he's not good yet, but he has, he has gotten better. Like he is better this year than he has been in years past. So like him for a top 10, I have a top 20 on Hatton. And then I also have a top 10. I mean, a top 20, I should say on Hatton and a top 20 on the gala. Um, he actually popped in a lot of the different categories for me. Now there were a few in which he didn't, which is why I don't have an outright on him, but I think a top 20 finish out of size, the gala is, is something within the realm of possibility here. And then I have top thirties on Woodland and Siwoo. Uh, Siwoo popped real hard for me. And I will yeah. go ahead and throw this out there that I might, reserve the right to also yeah. add him as an outright in the top 24 in the top 24 uh, I mean the last 24 rounds he is 13th in my model it certainly does not fit what his outright odds are and over the last 36 he's 19th in my model which again does not fit what his odds are at all so I do have a top 30 bet on Siwoo which is still plus money which is a top 30 bet for him but I might go ahead and throw a little bit of change on him from a outright perspective as well I, I see in the other one we got to back that up with Matt is you know if I go over to fantasy national and just cycle out total uh you know strokes gained versus the field over the past five years tell me which name doesn't fit here right at the top Patrick Cantlay Siwoo Kim Xander Shoffley John Robb Jordan Spieth Rory McIlroy <laughs> so hey man I like it let's ride Siwoo come on <laughs> yeah I mean it's uh it's one of those things like you get to 13th in the model like that's that there's something to that, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I, there's something to that, you know. So I'm, I'm certainly not going to ignore that, and I'm going to be uh, taking a look at, at at that for sure. And hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can get some cash in in there as well, guys. Listen, if we add some stuff, we'll try to put it out on the Twitter machine. We'll try to post it over on Veasan.com. That's the other thing. If you want to go in, try out the subscription. It's nine ninety nine. All the picks get posted on there, so you can go in. Anything we do add, Kelly will be sure to get it plugged into the. Uh, get it plugged into the lineup there. And, and so you can make sure that we're, you know, tracking everything that we, that we get going on here. So let's uh, we'll, we'll definitely do that. There'll probably be a couple of matchups that I end up adding as well too, but those, uh, those are starting to trickle out. I think a little bit better now for me. So I'll, I'll get those in there. Kind of like Sung Jay over Adam Scott, but that is uh, the first one that kind of caught my, caught my eye from that perspective. Is, is this just burnt out Sungjae? Like, this is, wait, what do we have, two missed cuts in a row? Like, is it, did he finally Some, hit the something's wall? Something's off, because he went over and won that event in Korea. Yeah. In his hometown, but, yeah, something's now. really been off. I don't know if he's dealing with an injury. You know, you kind of look at these uh, 
little injury rumors and then you wonder uh you know how much accuracy that there that there is to them i don't know i don't know if he's really on the injury report i mean there's certain guys that are always on it like speech's always on it day's always on it day by the way from columbus is a local angle here uh matsuyama uh cam young was dealing with that illness i think that he is good to go so uh you know, just looking at this, and 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 I guess a guy in the field, by the way, to mention this week who has been doing had sternum surgery last December, Brant Snedeker actually is in the field mm-hmm. this week. I noticed. I was oh, like, wait oh, a minute, yeah. he has not played in a long time. So uh, Brant Snedeker, not that I think he's going to be a contender, but I just thought that was at least of note. And by the way, on another injury note, Daniel Berger, who's had that had that back surgery. He is at the U.S. Open qualifier on June 5th in Boynton Beach, Florida. It's been yeah. a long time since we've seen Danny Berger out there on the course. I tweeted it out earlier. The best Italian sub you're going to find in the planet is at a little uh, butcher shop right down the road from that course. Guys, if we're not if we're not buyers on you know if we're <laughs> if we're if we're not buyers if we're buyers on Lowry, there's a matchup between Lowry and Tom Kim out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Kim's been battling a little wrist issue too and long course and all the stuff like that and whatever thick rough. If he doesn't happen to find a fairway, like you mentioned, if there's any sort of stuff going on, it's just 120 on in favor of Lowry, uh, even money on even money on Kim. So that's probably probably be one of the first ones that I, I put into the account as we dig into the matchup stuff. So guys, if you want to follow us on the Twitter machine, be sure and do that. It's absolutely free. So we can uh, keep you updated on anything that we do end up adding to the card and, as always, head over to VEASAN.com for Wes's full write-up and his picks over there as well. For Wes, for Kelly, I'm Matt. Good luck on all your memorial bets. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.